Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 99. So excited about like our journey together. 99. I know I'm getting ready to say, can you believe it? But can you believe it? Really? Episode 99. So last week we talked about visibility capacity, like our capacity. Our job is to see that our capacity is limited and it's our job to increase that capacity by partnering with ourselves validating ourselves, listening to ourselves, and then partnering with ourselves. I hope that episode helped. Like I re-listened to it and I was like, oh yeah, sometimes I have to listen to my own shit, (laughs) y'all. But today I want to talk about Shiroism, not heroism, but Shiroism, like the act of being your own Shiro. And I was listening to one of my mentors' podcasts, and this idea came up from this, which is like when we have things that happen, and then we like, I have a tendency to like make it like turn it to where I'm the Shiro or like make it work for me. And sometimes I think people think that when something happens is like, I can concentrate on a negative or I can say, okay, but how is this the best for me? How can I make this work? Not because I'm going into toxic positivity. It's because I'm deciding my story. I'm deciding that I'm going to be the Shiro. Like, let me give examples of like, So many of my clients, like we tell our story of our past in a way where we're not the Shiro. And I'm like, why? Why would you ever tell your story of the past? Because we're the author, we're the director, we're the author, we're the audience, we're all of it. So why would you create a story for your audience to show you as showing up anything other than the Shiro? Like if you knew you were your audience, Would you really write and direct a movie where you're not the Shiro? Like, honestly, do you want your audience leaving the theater thinking, oh my God, she's like, she's never going to make it. Boy, she's had a hard life. Or do you want your audience leaving the theater feeling very empowered? Like I can conquer the fucking world. Kind of like we all did once we saw Woman King. How many of us literally want to go like take some jujitsu lessons and sword fighting and everything. How many of us wanted to start walking, exited that theater with our shoulders back and our head up, right? But we think it's the circumstances that create the Shiro. No, it's how we present the circumstances to ourselves, how we tell the story to ourselves. Because I'm sure there's a version of the Woman King story where the black woman got defeated and they were a nuisance and they should have known their place. I'm sure there's a story. It's probably already been told of that depiction of it, but thank God we have black female writers 
and writers and directors who are like, no, I'm going to take this story and tell it in a way that uplifts us, right? Like you can tell the same story. We can see it. Christopher Columbus discovered America. There were some fucking people here way before you got here, dude, right? How are you going to discover something that people are already like hundreds of people, thousands of people, there are communities in different tribes already here, but you discovered? How'd you discover that? Right? But the story for so long has been Christopher Columbus as the hero, right? But there is another version of that where it's like, no, dude, you won the hero. You just like, you got lost and landed on some land, <laughs> And found that there were already people here. There was no discovery. We've been here. It's what the Native Americans are saying, right? So I'm using these examples because we look at our life and we give one version of it. This is what happened. And maybe it shouldn't have happened this way. And sometimes it's it shouldn't have happened that way. And I caused it because I did this and I shouldn't have done that, right? But that's just one version of it. There's another version, but we don't even make our brain go there to find the version that we're a shero, just like Christopher Columbus or the woman king or any other story, right? There are some stories where Malcolm X was like, the bad person, the bad guy. And there's another story version where he is the conqueror and we we definitely needed him, his voice, his way of doing things, right? Same thing with Martin, same thing with all of it, Harriet Tubman, all of it, right? So there is a different version, but when we go through, and I think the key is when we say to ourselves, it shouldn't happen this way, whatever the circumstances, whatever the events are, when we tell ourselves it shouldn't happen this way, this creates us arguing with reality. And then we go into a period where we are not the Shiro, right? Because if it shouldn't have happened this way, we immediately tell our brain what we did was wrong. What, what happened wasn't wrong. And so we tell our brain to solve for what happened So we're telling our brain it shouldn't have happened while it already happened and it did happen. So our brain is like, wait a minute, you're saying it shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. So now our brain goes on a fact finding mission to try to figure out how to stop something that did happen from happening so I can equip you for next time, right? So we, all our brain energy is in this, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, right? And it's like, maybe if I had addressed this way, maybe if I had said this, maybe I shouldn't have done it this way. Maybe I should have done, like our brain is solving for something that's already happened. Like all of our energy is there, right? So when we think we shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened, like we're putting ourselves in a losing situation a hundred percent of the time. I love that from Byron Katie. Like when we argue with reality, we lose, but only a hundred percent of the time. Now y'all know I love Apollo, right? And Apollo was being trained by this, like, I really think he's like a world-class dog trainer. His name is Stan. (laughs) And like, he has an Instagram and he talks to people, tell people how to train their dog. And I just love that I have this resource for me training Apollo. So, but one of the things he told me is like, Apollo likes to play, like, let him play, let him play. Like, Apollo likes to play tag, let him play tug, let him play, let him play, right? But he also said one thing, you got to let him win. You got to let him win. Because he's like, 
it's not fun if I'm always winning, he's going to want to stop playing. And our job at this point in his life is to make him very confident. Because if I want my dog to be protective so I can go out on these trails and like, he's like, no, you're not going to mess with my mama. Then he has to be confident in order to do that. Well, I have to be the one to build that confidence knowing where he is right now. So he's like, it's not fun to play tug with him. And I always win, even though I'm stronger, it would disrupt his confidence. So this is why I'm bringing this to this. If we know arguing with reality, this shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have said that this, all of this arguing with reality puts us in a no win situation where we a hundred percent lose. Why are you playing that game? Why are you putting yourself in a game where you lose a hundred percent of the time? That is not protecting your dream. That is actually a slow death to whatever dream you're having because I'm arguing. It's not working. This shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. I should have said it this way. This client shouldn't have quit. Like every time you present it like that, you're putting yourself in a no win situation. And that is a slow death to your dream. So Brig, what's the opposite? The opposite is like presenting it in a way where you are the Shiro, right? Find the sentences that work for you where you were the Shiro, like, and I survived. Yep. Like literally y'all, I can't tell you how many webinars I did where no one showed up. I could have been like, no one showed up and they were supposed to. I didn't argue with whether or not people should or shouldn't have showed up. I just said, look at you. You went and did and gave an hour long video presentation with no one there believing that sometimes somebody will see it. And I stayed there anyway. Like I was the Shiro, not arguing with, I didn't do it right. No one wants to come see me. Like I didn't do any of that. Right. I stayed in like, yep, no one showed up and I continued to do it. And then I sent out a replay and like, I made myself the Shiro, right? I survived. I'm here. Right. I love the new reel that's going around. They wrote me off. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Right. Like, Not arguing with the fact that they said no, not arguing with the fact that they decided to leave, not arguing with the fact that they fired me, not arguing with the fact that they dissolved the friendship, the whatever, not arguing with it. Yep, they did it, right? But you're presenting it in a way, but I'm the Shiro. Yep, they wrote me off. My ass didn't write back, right? Like presenting yourself as the Shiro always is not toxic positivity because we're not saying that what happened is okay. Like, I'm glad that they wrote me off. No, it's like this did happen and, right? It's not giving it energy. It's like protecting it like I'm protecting Apollo. Like if I want a confident, strong pup, then I have to protect that. I'm responsible for creating that. If you want to be confident in your dream and doing your epic shit, you have to protect. Like I am not putting myself constantly in no winning situation by saying that something that did happen shouldn't have happened because it keeps me in the past. That's not fun for me. You're always the Shiro. Shiroism is a thing and it's not toxic. It is the way to your dreams because we just said every story can be told with a different perspective. So if you can be the author, the director, and the audience, what do you want to leave this situation feeling when you get up out of the theater of this situation? And you get to write that? 
and you get to direct that, that's on you. And if you need help doing that, come to our next Melanin Hour, right? We come together as Black professional women and we coach and we bring things in. And if you want to do this on a mastery level, six-month immersion and deeply rooted. All right, guys, I will talk at you later. Work on your shiroism. What is the sentence in your brain that you want to tell yourself, show yourself, so you're not concentrating on what shouldn't have happened, but you're working on what will happen. That's where your power is. Freeing yourself from whether it should or shouldn't have happened puts all your energy in what you can control, which is what will happen. And we can be the author, the director, and the audience of that. Till next time. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.